Welcome to SOS Paranormals, Chilling True Tales. All of these stories are actual first-hand accounts told to me by the people who have had these experiences. On the condition of anonymity and with their permission, these accounts are being retold by me to you. The Creepy Convent, Montevideo, Uruguay, in the 1940s. This first-hand story was from some time ago, around about the 1940s, and it happened in Montevideo, Uruguay. This story was told to me by a woman named Serena, who is now in her 80s, and when she told me the story of what she saw, she recalled every detail of the event, as if it was only days ago. When Serena was a young girl, around about the age of 10, she found herself living with an order of nuns who would take in and look after orphan girls, and girls who for one reason or another could not live with their parents. Living with the nuns meant daily life followed a strict routine, and being a bit old school, the nuns were quite hard on the girls. The girls were responsible for making their beds, tidying up after themselves, learning how to do daily chores, and of course, prayer and religious education. Where all the girls slept in this convent was set out in a dormitory-style arrangement, where there were several beds on either side of a larger room. The beds ran all along the length of the room until they reached the far end. At that far end of the dorm, there was the room in which the nuns themselves slept. This arrangement ensured that the nuns had their own space, but they were near enough to the young girls to keep an eye on them and check on them throughout the night. This young girl, Serena, woke from her sleep one night in the dorm because she needed to go to the toilet. She feared that if she was found out of bed by one of the nuns that she'd get into trouble. But when you've got to go, you've got to go. The problem was made worse by the fact that the toilet was located at the far end of the dorm, and you had to go past the nuns' room to access it and the only real source of light came from the area where the nuns slept. She didn't want to risk waking the other girls in the dorm and decided to creep as quietly as possible to the toilet. She was worried about waking the girls or waking the sleeping nuns. Serena managed to successfully make her way through the darkened dorm quietly without waking any of the girls and without bumping into anything, despite the fact that she could barely see where she was going. She walked closer and closer to the area where the nuns' room was, making sure she kept quiet and didn't alert the nuns to her presence there. The end was almost in sight, and having stealthily gotten this far, all she had to do now was go around one more corner by the nun's bedroom, and the short corridor to the toilets would be right there in front of her. Sneaking quietly, she rounded that last corner, and as she did, she looked up and instantly regretted it. There was something standing in the corridor right in front of her blocking her path. It was a skeleton. It stood motionless in the darkness, and stared right at her with hollow eyes. Serena froze in fear. The skeleton made no sound, but in the dead silence of the night, her heart was beating fast from fear, and that sounded very loud. She couldn't move, she couldn't speak, and she didn't know what to do. After a few moments of this awkward standoff, she tried moving to her right, and the skeleton mirrored her move in the same direction, moving to its left. She moved an arm. The skeleton with its blank stare moved its arm, imitating her movements exactly. She moved forward slightly, and the skeleton retreated backwards, slightly mirroring her position yet again. And then, afraid, and realising that she needed to get away from this terrifying situation, she took a few steps backwards away from it. And of course, it mirrored her movements and moved towards her. 
She screamed, terrified, and ran. She bolted back past the nun's bedroom and across the dorm in the pitch-black darkness. She hoped to find her bed, not knowing where else to run to from this skeleton. All the nuns, startled from their sleep, came running out to see what had happened. The screams and commotion had startled all of the sleeping girls in the dorm as well, who were now awake and trying to figure out what was going on. The nuns asked Serena what had happened and comforted her when she told them what she'd seen as she shook and cried. The nuns searched the area but found nothing. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mystery Caller, West Ride, Sydney, Australia, circa 2000. Tanya had been working another busy night shift at the bar with her manager, Mary. At closing time, they made sure that all the patrons had left, and then they had the task of cleaning up and making sure that the fridges were stocked for the next day. It had been some time after closing, and the two staff were well into the swing of cleaning up, and they joked and chatted about how they were looking forward to going home. As they were cleaning, they heard the bar telephone ring. Even though the bar was already closed and they were busy cleaning, Tanya started to walk over to the phone to answer the call. But Mary shrugged it off and said, Don't worry about it. So they ignored the call. Tanya did as she was told and continued to clean up. Soon enough, the phone stopped ringing, and they happened to look over at it and noticed that the on-hold light was flashing. They looked at each other a bit confused for a few seconds, and then back at the phone on the counter. The light was still flashing. Although it was a bit strange, as they were the only two people in the building... They assumed that maybe the phone had malfunctioned and just kept going on with their work. What they didn't notice was that the on-hold light on the phone soon switched off. And a couple of minutes later, the phone rang again. This time, thinking it was something important, the manager answered the phone. On the other end of the line was a caller, a polite, older-sounding lady, who asked to speak to the nice man who had just answered her call a few minutes earlier. Mary froze and explained that no one could have answered her call, but the lady on the phone insisted that she had called and that a man had answered. The lady also told Mary that after answering her call, the man had put her on hold. Needless to say, Tanya and Mary bolted out the door for home. Man. This occurred at the same pub some time later. This pub was infamous for the staff that worked there. They knew all about the strange goings on and they happened frequently. Tanya had worked at this pub for a long time, and there were many minor occurrences other than the mystery caller. For the most part, there were minor events that could be dismissed as annoyances. These events consisted of glasses falling off benches, bottles of alcohol falling from the shelves and shattering, and small things going missing for periods of time, like keys and paperwork. These were the minor incidents, but one day something happened that would change that forever. There were now three workers on this shift. Tanya was working at the pub again, this time with the manager Jeremy and a second young man named Nick, who worked at the bar and stocked and maintained the cellars. 
It was another busy day and it had passed without incident. The end of the day was nearing and Tanya was trying to move some items across the bar to put them away. But they were just too many, and one tub in particular was just too heavy for one person to move easily. She decided she needed help from her colleague Nick. As far as she knew, Nick had last been down in the cellars, and she decided to call out for him for a helping hand. Standing at the top of the cellar stairs, she called out, Nick! And in reply, she heard a faint male voice call back, Yeah! She called out, What are you doing? But there was no reply. Rolling her eyes because she felt Nick was ignoring her, she again called out, this time a little louder, Hey, Nick! And again, the faint male voice replied, Yeah! But Nick wasn't coming up the stairs. She called, Come up and help me! Again, there was no reply. By now, the duty manager, Jeremy, had heard her calling out, and seeing Tanya at the top of the stairs, walked over. He approached Tanya and asked her, What's up? She replied, Oh, I was just calling out to Nick to help me with something, but he's not coming up. I don't know what he's doing down there. This time, Jeremy called out, Hey, Nico! And the voice again replied, Yeah, come down! And just as Jeremy and Tanya were about to descend to see why Nick was calling them down, Nick suddenly appeared from behind them at the top of the cellar stairs, and seeing their shocked faces, asked, Hi guys, what's going on? Tanya turned as white as a piece of paper, and trembled for quite a while from fear. So many questions ran through her mind. Just who or what was it that was speaking to them from the dark cellar? After they told Nick what had just happened, Jeremy and Nick both descended into the cellar cautiously to look for a possible intruder, but found no one there. Tanya never set foot in that cellar again. There is so much we just don't understand yet. Thanks for joining me and don't forget to listen in next time for more chilling true tales. If you'd like to subscribe, that would be fantastic and you won't miss another episode. If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.